I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. You've probably heard of digital nomads, people who live and work anywhere around the globe because that's the lifestyle that they're choosing. But did you know that there are countries who are actively recruiting digital nomads by relaxing their immigration laws and policies? Today, we're embarking on a fascinating journey across the globe to explore this trend and look at some of the specific countries that are actively courting digital nomads to move to their country. It's a phenomenon that's both captivating and revolutionary, painting a picture of the future of work that's truly borderless. Now, of course, nomadic life has existed for centuries. Our ancestors traveled and hunted in small nomadic tribes until their lifestyle declined. I've been reading the book Sapiens by Yuval Harari. It's a fascinating read, and I highly recommend putting it on your reading list if you haven't already read it. In the book, he describes how our ancestors were nomads. They were foragers living off the land, enjoying traveling as they foraged for food, which took them to lots of different places and created a varied diet and lots of movement and exercise. And of course, a lifestyle like that meant very few possessions to schlep around with them as they traveled. Now, recently, the modern digital movement has given rise to digital nomads, a trend that has increased in popularity over the past decade and, of course, flourished in the work-from-home and work-from-anywhere environment that the pandemic has ushered in in mass. So if you're not familiar with the term, a digital nomad is a person who lives and works in whatever location they choose. Unlike remote workers who have a base camp, their home office, Digital nomads often change locations and work from anywhere in the world. They could be employed by a traditional organization, like a corporation or a nonprofit organization, or they could be part of the gig economy, working in a more piecemeal fashion for many different clients on different projects. Now, last week on the podcast, we looked at stealth working, when you are concealing from your employer where you're working. Digital nomads are quite different. They are entirely transparent about where they're working. They're either doing so with their employer's express permission or they're self-employed, choosing to set up camp wherever they're so inclined. They may still have to do some time zone shifting in order to connect with their coworkers or their clients in whatever time zone their coworkers or clients might be in, but it's all on the up and up and nothing about their whereabouts is in question or is being concealed. So yes, the digital age has dismantled traditional notions of work, giving birth to a new breed of professionals known as digital nomads. So these individuals armed with laptops and a thirst for adventure roam the world while working remotely. But what's even more remarkable is the strategic efforts that countries are making to attract 
these modern-day nomads. From Estonia to Thailand to Canada, many countries are rolling out the red carpet for digital nomads, making it easier for them to set up shop, do business, and maybe even stay for the long haul if they're so inclined. The race to attract digital nomads has set off somewhat of a global competition. While some nations tout tax incentives and streamlined visa processes, others highlight their natural beauty and quality of life. The diversity of approaches is testament to the creative strategies that countries are employing to reshape their work ecosystems. Now, and if you think that countries don't want digital nomads coming across their borders, that is not the case at all. Contrary to traditional immigration models, hosting digital nomads can offer a unique economic advantage. From boosting local economies to infusing diverse perspectives, the benefits are multifaceted for the countries as well as for the nomads. And with the labor shortage that the whole globe is feeling, some of those countries are hoping that the talented workers might put down roots permanently. So yes, countries are rolling out the red carpet for digital nomads, from making it easy to set up your own company in their jurisdiction to having actual digital nomad visas available for those who want to cross their borders to work there for a short while or a long while. Countries are getting creative about making it attractive for digital nomads. So let's dig into some of the most interesting and notable things that various countries are doing. Well, probably the most common thing that countries are doing is creating a specific digital nomad visa for entry into their country. Dozens of countries now have them, with the most recent list that I saw numbering at 66. Now, on the shorter end of the visa, some of the visas only last about six months. And on the longer end, some digital nomad visas are good for one to two years, with Bali introducing a five-year digital nomad visa, and Thailand is offering a long-term residency visa meant for digital nomads that lasts up to 10 years. <laughs> Clearly, they want you to stay a while and not be truly nomadic. Now, some countries have gone as far as creating specific geographic areas where they're attracting digital nomads to in part because they will have built a community of others who are living in that same lifestyle and in that same geographic area. Portugal, with its stunning landscapes and very affordable living, has gained traction as a magnet for digital nomads. The country has an innovative Nomad Village initiative that provides a co-living, co-working environment that fosters collaboration and community. Now, this not only injects capital into local businesses with digital nomads moving there, but it also promotes cultural exchange and skill sharing, amplifying Portugal's global footprint, or at least it's meant to. There are a couple of hiccups. Now, the nomad village in Portugal is located in Ponta del Sol, a beautiful coastal town. But with a population of just 4,300 natives from Portugal, that's a pretty small town. Digital nomads have found it hard to create connections with the locals. So again, there are some hiccups from the ideal. But all across Portugal, it's important to note, from Lisbon to other coastal villages like Ponta do Sol, the environment in Portugal is very welcoming to digital nomads, and the cost of living makes it an appealing location, especially for those who are coming from the U.S. Now, let's pop over to Southeast Asia for a bit. 
Singapore is a popular destination for digital nomads because it's a country with some of the fastest internet speeds in the world. Singapore, renowned for its innovation, is harnessing its smart nation vision to lure digital nomads. This initiative was started back in 2014 and focuses on providing cutting-edge technology and seamless integration so that Singapore can be a hub for the tech-savvy workforce, exemplifying the power of aligning urban planning with the future of work. Now, not just for digital nomads, but for companies as well. But Singapore does indeed have a lot to offer the digital nomad. The infrastructure is fantastic, and so is the weather. The cost of living in Singapore is considerably high, though, and there is no digital nomad visa, so you would go on a tourist visa, and you might not get a chance to stay as long as you wish you could. Now, while we're discussing Southeast Asia, let's note that Thailand is doing a great job of attracting digital nomads. They have a new digital nomad visa that I mentioned earlier called the long-term residency visa that's good for up to 10 years. They also have a smart visa, which grants professionals up to four years in the country. Now, these visas in Thailand, though, do come with some pretty strict requirements. You have to be making at least $80,000 per year, and you have to show proof that you're not taking a job away from a Thai resident in order to be approved. And now for a very different climate, let's take a look at what Iceland is doing to attract digital nomads. Iceland, known for its breathtaking landscapes and progressive policies, is not only enticing digital nomads, but also fostering sustainable work models. First of all, imagine waking up to the sight of rugged mountains, cascading waterfalls, and glaciers stretching in the horizon. Iceland's unparalleled natural beauty is a backdrop for your daily life as a digital nomad. And with remote work, you have the opportunity to strike a harmonious balance between your professional responsibilities and the awe-inspiring outdoor adventures that Iceland offers. You might, in fact, appreciate having to time shift your work so that you get a little bit more time outside in Iceland. From hiking to soaking in hot springs, this country becomes your playground as your virtual office. And if that isn't enough to entice you, one of Iceland's remarkable innovations is the concept of geothermal-powered workspaces. Imagine setting up your laptop in a cozy cabin surrounded by geothermal fields. The soothing warmth seeping through the earth contrasts with the cool air, creating an environment that's both invigorating and conducive to productivity. It's really an embodiment of both sustainability and ingenuity, two themes that certainly resonate deeply with the future of work. And the icing on the cake, if you will, of Iceland's allure for the digital nomad, you might not have to pay income tax. On a digital nomad visa to Iceland, you won't have to pay income tax to Iceland. Of course, tax liabilities to your home country are a different issue. Double check your home country's tax regulations as they do vary from country to country. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. 
in absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, if you're interested in setting up a business in a country other than your homeland, rather than working for your current employer or in the gig economy, let's zoom in on Estonia, a trailblazer in this movement. The small Baltic nation boasts an e-residency program that enables digital nomads and entrepreneurs to establish and manage businesses in Estonia from wherever in the world they might be. By offering a business-friendly environment, robust digital infrastructure, and access to the European Union's vast market, Estonia showcases the power of embracing a global workforce. Estonia's e-residency program is essentially a government-issued digital identity that allows people from anywhere in the world to establish and manage a business within the country's borders, all while residing elsewhere. So this pioneering initiative was also launched in 2014, and its impact has been nothing short of transformative. This program allows entrepreneurs to register companies in Estonia, again, without physically needing to be present. This opens doors to starting and operating a business within the European Union, providing access to the EU's single market and regulations. Now, this program emphasizes digital security, it ensures protection of personal and business data, and Estonia's robust cybersecurity infrastructure adds to the program's appeal. The success of Estonia's e-residency program lies in its forward-thinking approach to governance and technology and really the reach of the global economy. By providing that avenue for entrepreneurs to establish and manage businesses remotely, Estonia has not only attracted digital nomads, but it's also positioned itself as a hub for international business and business expansion. And finally, the last country I want to highlight is my neighbor to the north, Canada. Canada is also getting in on the action of luring digital nomads. Canada's Minister of Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship, Sean Fraser, recently announced plans for a digital nomad visa in Canada. The program, which will launch later this year, allows digital nomads to move to Canada while still working for an employer that's based somewhere else. If you're on this visa, you're allowed to stay for up to six months, and the program is only available to those who can work fully remote. Canada is focusing on attracting tech workers, but anyone who can work fully remote for their company is eligible to apply. There's no salary threshold like there is in some other countries, and that makes it more attractive for those who might be either earlier in their career or in lower paying fields. And if a digital nomad were to land a job with a Canadian firm while on this visa, which is indeed part of Canada's hopes, they can also apply for a temporary work permit that will allow them to stay an additional three years working for the Canadian firm. And oh, by the way, guess what? If you stay for those additional three years, then you're also eligible to apply for Canadian citizenship at that point. So watch for Canada to officially launch this program late in 2023. So from the lower cost of living to ease in setting up a business in the European Union to limited taxes or no tax, 
to the lure of citizenship. There are many ways in which countries are wooing digital nomads. Now, as with any paradigm shift, there certainly are the dissenting voices. Some argue that the influx of digital nomads could strain local resources, could drive up cost of living in these countries, and even contribute to cultural erosion if you've got people from lots of different countries or lots of Americans coming to be on your soil. So it's essential to consider these counterarguments as we navigate this uncharted territory into the future of work. Countries must be really careful to manage the influx of people coming from other places to avoid overwhelming their cities and compromising the quality of life, both for the newcomers as well as, and probably more importantly, for the existing residents. Now, there is a global ripple effect going on here. I think that's particularly clear with Canada jumping into the ranks of countries who are courting the digital nomads. The phenomenon of attracting digital nomads certainly is not confined to a single region. It's not just Southeast Asia. It's not just Europe. It is definitely rippling around the globe. The lessons that are learned and the strategies that are implemented by one country certainly have the potential to inspire others and the potential for us to learn from the successes and the mistakes of different countries along the way. The cross-pollination of ideas here really underscores the interconnected nature of our evolving work landscape. Now, if you happen to be one of the folks who are about to jump on the digital nomad bandwagon, just know that visa fees do vary widely, as do income requirements. You must have proof in most cases that you earn a solid income and that you will not be a burden on that country's infrastructure. It's kind of like applying for a mortgage in that respect. You have to have proof of regular and consistent income before they're going to let you come. Also, the processing time of the digital nomad visas vary from country to country. You would be well advised to do lots of planning in advance so that you're not in violation of your visa before you even move to the country or that you don't let your visa expire before you even arrive because many visas require that you enter the country within a certain period of time of your visa becoming approved. So 90 days is fairly common, but that's not entirely universal. You're going to want to check from country to country. And remember also that taxation varies greatly across countries offering these digital nomad visas. So here's another example of why it's important to thoroughly research your destination before booking your flight and finding an apartment. And if you happen to be wondering about the United States, you probably won't be surprised to learn that the U.S. does not have a digital nomad visa, nor are there any discussions of currently having a nomad visa. If you're a resident of another country and you want to be a digital nomad, you are limited to a tourist visa in the United States at this point. Now, as we draw the curtain on today's episode, the exciting world of digital nomads and their impact on global work really does come tightly into focus. We've witnessed how countries like Estonia, Portugal, Singapore, and even Canada are actively shaping their futures by embracing this new workforce paradigm. But in the middle of all this innovation, we've also touched on some of the challenges that come up with the digital nomads, reminding us that every revolution carries its own set of complexities. So thank you for joining me on this journey through the frontiers of work's evolution across the globe. Remember, the future of work is not only about technology. 
It's also about the values that we uphold, the communities that we build, and the sustainable growth that we're striving for. So my friends, until next time, keep exploring, keep innovating, and keep envisioning the remarkable possibilities that lie ahead. As always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday for another insightful exploration of the trends that are shaping our professional worlds. Until then, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.